Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I trust that each moment of healing strengthens my wellness. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And we're doing an episode today on healing. And because many of you who are listening to this show are quite newbie, shall we say, is that Aussie lingo? Are newbies, are, are rookies, are in the early stages of beginning to explore self-development techniques for yourselves. Now, I'm not saying that for years you haven't read spiritual books or watched Oprah or believed in angels or always been open-minded. Um, this is where you actually really are trotting out and putting yourselves in the hands of people who specialize in removing blocks, for example, dealing with traumas, cleaning energy fields, unhooking grids and past lives and so forth. The number of times that me as a practitioner will have somebody come to me who's 40, 50 something years old and detail to me a quite horrific life story and I'll say to them, and tell me what you've done about this in the past before seeing me. And a lot of them will say, well, nothing. And it's like, hang on, I'm your first port of call and we've got 30 minutes to deal with <laughs> to deal with this. Um, but, but the point is there's a lot of people listening to Love Life who might have come in quite cold, so to speak, to Love Life, meaning they stumbled across us or a friend put you onto us or you found us through some, some means. And a lot of what we're talking about makes sense to you, but you still haven't necessarily actioned a lot of it yet. And so a lot of you are only just now starting to go out and maybe, you know, try lifeline technique or try um, kinesiology or hypnotherapy or tapping or family constellation, you know, any of these different techniques that are kind of buzzing around out there to start to look at your issues. And you may have a lot of questions that start to come up um, about what effects should I be experiencing during or after a healing? Should I be feeling this way? Because this way doesn't feel good or right. I was expecting problems with my husband to fix the minute I got home and they didn't. Um, how come my mother still bothers me? I thought I healed that in a session last week. Um, and all this sort of stuff where I think there's a lot of maybe misunderstanding, um, expectation, um, and just, we just, uh, Jane and I thought we'd devote half an hour today to just talking you through if you're relatively new to entering the healing domain, when we really do talk about self-work, um, what effects and side effects and experiences you're likely to have once you do start undergoing some healing. Jane. I think of my own experience when I first decided to stop reading the books, stop watching the videos or DVDs back in those days and and go to a healing. And I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know what was going to come out at the other end. And I went and it was the most beautiful experience, but it was all a bit weird. And I can also remember feeling as though I didn't know how I was meant to behave in this healing. It's like I was a little insecure of the unknown and what was expected of me. And so I think that's an important point to raise because we like to feel confident and comfortable in any new arena that we're stepping into. But my experience having met, been to and spoken to so many different healers is the one common denominator that the vast majority have is no judgment. 
There is no judgment and they are completely surrendering to whatever is for your highest good. And every healer will tell you that no two healings are ever the same. Because they get people right across the spectrum. Exactly. From the newbies to the people who've been doing it for 40 years. That's right. That's right. And so knowing that that person, as long as you've researched and that this is somebody of good reputation and you've you know, had a recommendation or you've stalked them a bit on social media or whatever and you've checked in with yourself and you feel that they're someone good for you to try, then they won't have judgment. They won't have any expectation from you except for you to be speaking your truth, whatever that is. Yeah. Now, ideally, being open is really important when you're going for a healing. So it's trying to not have preconceived ideas, trying not to have an expectation outside of being open to whatever the universe is believing that is for your highest good right now. So those of you that are really bold and I'm a pretty bold girl. Every healing I have, I set my intent for please help me with, I call in my team and then I will say, please help me with this issue, which is what, you know, whatever situation has led me to making the appointment. And then I will say, please help this situation to be resolved effortless and easily for all involved, depending on what it is, that or something better. And those words are very powerful or something better because it does say that I am surrendering to whatever is meant to be. Yeah. And I feel that being open to whatever that outcome is means that I might think that I need this problem healed, but the universe might believe that there's something that's actually more important or that needs to be healed first to happen. So my only expectation is that a healing of some sort will take place and that ideally I'd like to be consciously aware of it. So I'd like to see some sort of evidence come through, whether it is immediately or whether it is over the coming weeks or months, that I will be able to consciously join some dots together that has been helped by that healing. Yeah. Now, One of the other first things to bear in mind when you're looking to set up an appointment is that there are obviously many different kinds of modalities out there under a huge umbrella of holistic wellness and spirituality. And there are certain techniques which are just plain, simply not going to be right for you with what you're looking for or what you're needing at this stage in your journey and other techniques which will be. So what does that mean? For example, if I have someone who's coming to me saying, I've got massive issues with my dad from childhood. I can't, um, I've got a lot of trouble in relationships or, or dating. I'm attracting really terrible patterns of men. I know it's to do with my father. What do I do? I'm not going to say, I'll oh, just have Reiki. Yes. You know, I'll say to people, what have you done? And they'll say, well, I've been to Reiki. I'm like, okay, I adore Reiki and Reiki has its purpose. But Reiki is not going to go in and, t- you know, kind of, reprogram software from from in utero or the first seven years of your life in the way that you're I'm looking for some neural pathway reprogramming here or some subconscious release work that's where I'd be putting you into the hands of inner child specialists combined with kinesiologists or hypnos for example now somebody else might um 
you know, come along and, and actually really need some past life work done. What does that mean? Well, it means they're actually trying to understand why their soul has chosen to be in this lifetime, what the backstory was, why they have these really bizarre, strong, over-abnormal reactions to certain things in this lifetime, like fears or phobias or, or certain personality traits that cannot be traced to anything. They can't be traced to childhood. They can't be traced to any known or remembered experiences, but yet they have these strong propulsions. Well, in that case, I'd say go to a Rebecca Brown in Sydney, for example. Go to somebody who specialises in going up higher, looking at sacred oaths, contracts, grids, reincarnation. Maybe they can regress you back. That could provide some enlightenment in a different way because it'll bring it into the conscious mind and release it for you here. And then there are, you know, there might be the, the highly abused woman. She's been in a 16-year marriage with a really abusive type sociopath. She's just come out. She's got young children what sort of healing do I need? Darling, you just need to go to an excellent counsellor who can give you six basic steps to follow at this point. You know, go to Melanie Tonya Evans' website. She's like a worldwide specialist in narcissists. Or, yeah, or go to Jane and Rebecca can offer, and Jane in particular is very good with this sort of stuff, just really basic, practical. We don't need spiritual talk here. We're not doing angel cards. I mean, we can offer reassurance and validation, but it's more about, okay, you need a plan, you need a strategy, you need safety, you need to get your life back on track. So different, I just want people to be to be selective about the kinds of, of services that they are going for, depending on where in their life what, what is needed. And if you don't know, you can ask us through our Facebook page or do your research. Just you need to do a little bit of research before you go guinea pigging yourself and putting yourself in the hands of all kinds of people that are out there doing all kinds of very different techniques which are designed for very different outcomes and purposes. It is important to get that match, isn't it? Because so often I will hear people say, oh, yes, I tried that. No, that doesn't work. And I think, well, it does work. You've either not been aware of what it has worked on you in what way it has worked on you, or you chose the wrong practitioner for the situation. Now, Beck, a couple of weeks ago, you, I can't even remember the episode we were talking about, but you talked about, and I'd never heard this before, the seven layers of... Yeah, theta healing. Yes. And I was fascinated by that. And so I would think that here we're going to have different healers that are going to fit into different layers of that in a similar extent yeah that's yeah. right because there's sometimes you know if somebody's just had a massive car crash it's not going to be like oh you need your chakras cleaned you need a doctor like you need medical surgery yes. there's a time and place for that yes you know if you've got a child with intense bedwetting anxiety or whatever you're not just going to be hanging crystals over its bed go and take it for kinesiology or go and get him onto homeopathic drops or do whatever you need to do to calm down his nervous system you know um so it's being a little bit but but it is also about layering together your techniques and that's why these are called complementary therapies because they're all so gentle all forms of spiritual emotional and alternative you know healing is so gentle you can put 15 of them together at once you know which i'm loving that we you know 10 years ago people were a reiki practitioner they were a chiropractor they were a kinesiologist they were an emotional counselor they were a psychic and now it's like everybody's doing everything and it's all blending So each person has their own beautiful method. And, of course, vibrationally they attract the clients that are right for them. Yes, very very much so. And so, you know, really have faith that you will will move to the right practitioner for you at the right time. But what about expectations when you leave that healing? You know, when you 
walk out of that door, what is it that you're expecting to feel or experience? And I think this is where a lot of people self-sabotage their healing is that they have an expectation and when it doesn't meet that expectation, they then believe that they're not fixable or it doesn't work or maybe it works for everyone else but not for me. And those thoughts are disempowering for the individual. Each person should be able to leave a healing feeling self-empowered as though they have gained more tools, more clarity, more understanding towards achieving the greater happiness that they are desiring in life. So I know I've been guilty in the past many years ago of having unrealistic expectations after going to a practitioner. E.g., I want to give up smoking and I expect to walk out and not smoke ever again. And for some people, that is the way it goes. For others, no, there's more of a journey. There's more to be learnt through this experience. Um, or, you know, you go for a healing and great, I'm not going to want to um, eat donuts anymore. Or... I'm going for a healing and, as you said, I'm no longer angry at my parents. It's the same as everything in life. We have triggers, we have patterns. Those triggers and patterns don't, in my belief, ever fully disappear and nor should they because triggers are the signposts to guide you towards where it is you are wanting to be. And so if we get rid of all our triggers, we no longer have destinational roadmaps. Yeah. And so when somebody says, well, I don't get angry at X, Y, Z anymore, I wanted to not get angry at X, Y, Z, but I am still getting angry at them. I would question there and say, but do you get angry as often, as frequently? And the the answer will be normally, that's right, normally no. And then it will be, what about the intensity? And that would normally be lesser, as well as how long does the anger stay for? Do you find that you are able to recognize it, bring in place some tools that you've learned and move through that anger much faster? Now, that is the celebration of healing. Correct. And that is really what my expectation now is when I go for a healing. Well, a lot of these healing techniques, you know, even things like muscle testing, which I mention all the time because I'm just the world's biggest advocate of it. I just adore it. Um, But it's subtle. I mean, I know how powerful it is. It's changed my life many times over. But it's not necessarily like you walk out feeling like a totally different person. You just feel like exactly the same person when you leave an appointment. But it's it, it's very, very subtle in the same way, for example, homeopathic drops are very, very subtle, but incredibly powerful, can change your entire ecosystem. So what will happen is three weeks later or three months later, you'll be doing that same old thing that used to be the issue, but you'll suddenly realise... I don't have quite as much of a charge on this as I used. It's the charge, isn't it? It's amazing. I just found myself getting up off that couch and going and exercising without actually all of the procrastination I used to just do because it'll play out over your life slowly. That's how it's not like you walk out feeling like Jesus floating on a cloud of, oh, like angels come out of the sky. Having said that, you can leave healings like that. Some people have have healings like that. Particularly if you do intense retreats and things like that. You know, a 12-day retreat at Uluru, you're going to walk out of there on cloud nine completely not grounded at all (laughs) some people reach really transcendental states in healing and they're just kind of prone to that they're just open to that kind of but you don't need fireworks bells whistles bungs jamming drums banging (laughs) you know to, to know that something's happened right and so when I was 21 years old and um very virginal in the ways of um anything to do with spirituality because I'd come from a 
scientific sceptic kind of a household with not much religion to speak of, uh, you know, traditional religion, and I was quite the sort of scientific brain and I was sound asleep. And I was in my first journalism job in Sydney. And my editor sent me off um, to experience reflexology as part of a story that they were writing. So I was the complete guinea pig because I had no absolutely no knowledge whatsoever about eastern medicine spirituality complementary therapy nothing i just trot off in my lunch break i go and get 45 minutes of this chick you know poking around on my feet i went back to my desk to to write up my next story and i got really ill and i nearly threw up and i got really sick i got a cold within an hour within an hour i had the full-blown symptoms of like flu right and When I spoke with her again in a few days, I said, you know, I got really ill after I saw you. And she sort of had that kind of knowing look on her face. And she said, oh, yes, I'm not surprised. Now, bearing in mind, I'd never, ever, ever had any sort of treatment done my entire life on this earth till I had that done. So just imagine all the stagnant energy in my body that suddenly got pushed around in 45 minutes. That it all came, all the stuff that had never moved or was blocked or stuck came up all at once. And it made me really ill. And she explained that to me, you see. And that, I was quite flabbergasted by that at the time. But now I know it's a really normal thing. You often hear the older days, you have to get sick before you can get better. And I know in the chiropractic world, they'll talk about somebody will come in for an adjustment. You know, once again, I've got a I'm, I've been a tradie since I was 18. I'm now 57 and I've got a bad back and I just need an adjustment. Like they think one 15-minute crack's going to solve four decades of maluse of their body. And it's like often they will get that adjustment and they'll actually get some people do occasionally have a heart attack or extreme examples because it will release so much in the body immediately. That person was a walking heart attack waiting to happen and it just freed up a lot of energy. That, uh, I'm not suggesting that at all. I don't want to put any danger into this podcast because that is not at all the general rule. But it's that idea that often people will leave an appointment like that, go home, and a lot will flush out of their body. They'll get quite sick. They might get ill. They might vomit, diarrhea, Things can because things have to be released. Now, we shouldn't freak out at that. If you walk out of a healing and you actually believe that you feel worse, well, you might, but it may be an important part of the purging process. Yes. Do you agree, Jane? Yes, exactly. I have a beautiful friend, Nikki, who, you know, if I said, oh, I've got a cold, she goes, yes, get that stuff out of your body. And she says, it doesn't matter what comes out of your body, what hole it's coming out of, just get it out. Get release. it out. But it's very similar to why so many people get sick when they are on holidays because the stress, stress and that fight and flight and the cortisol and all of that's flooding their bodies through their normal everyday living has ceased and they've stopped and they've relaxed and it's like right now we've got the opportunity, let's get this stuff out, let's self-heal. The body self-heals amazingly. And so to be sick on holidays, you know, people always feel that sad because I've wasted my holiday. And look, it is if you spend a lot of money going to a gorgeous location, exotic location. However, the reality is that it's actually divinely timed where you can allow the release of of whatever needs to be released been pent up for so long there's a lot of surrender in healing there's a lot of trust there's a lot of faith and over time you gather more and more evidence of of it working for you until you get to a place of knowing but the most important thing here is to have healings as being self-empowerment for you not disempowerment so by not looking for 
the miraculous recovery, but being open to what will be will be and connecting gently with who you are in your your thoughts, your words, your emotions Mm. and noticing the difference. So I had a fabulous two-hour healing a couple of weeks ago with, um, you know, my girlfriend Nikki who does Lifeline um, uh, Practitioner and I love that because it deals so much in the subconscious and I expected to feel better. I knew I would feel better after because she's so full of love. And as a simple energy exchange, I'm just going to get pumped full of love from her. So that's going to make me feel good anyway. But the subconscious uh, statement, which we brought to the the conscious in a a positive self-empowered way, has, I think it's been about two and a half weeks now, has lastingly been with me consistently and the sting of what I was feeling before has completely disappeared. That horrible, every time I would think of this particular situation, you know, that horrible feeling that you get in your tummy of anxiety, of tightening up, of, oh, no, I don't want to feel this panic, fear, fear. That's completely gone. It's wonderful. But I also believe that healing is about layering up everything that you're doing. So whether you are doing the emotional work, you're doing the physical work, you're doing the intellectual work, you're doing the subconscious work, you've read this book, you've watched that DVD, you took that course, you you implemented that tool, it's a layering effect. This is all layering and it makes its own magic potion that is unique to you and nobody else and is producing a divine healing for you at the pace that you are meant to be having it. And let's talk about layering because you've got to remember as well, if you are rocking up for your very first healing in 37 years, you can only get one onion skin layer off. You're yeah. not going to walk out and be like, well, it's still my, you know, my problem with my daughter's still there. Well, of course it's still there. You've, you can't just fix in 15 minutes your patterns, your programming, your subconscious, everything. There's, there's probably lifetimes of junk in there. It's, you need to, when you get a really good practitioner and you really set yourself on a course of self-directed study, I say to most of my clients, look, you need to dedicate a solid six to nine to maybe even 18 months of the next course of your life bit of time, bit of money to your self-work. You need to go to that practitioner every four weeks. I want you in their office every four weeks having that muscle testing or having that whatever family therapy, healing work, whatever you're doing to get down, 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 down through the layers. There are a lot of layers. There are a lot of layers. One of the things that I'm noticing um, are trained in my own coaching practice at the moment is that the vast majority of clients that are coming to me now are coming saying, I don't really know what's going on. Everything in my life has always worked, but right now nothing feels like it's working, nothing. And I've gone, right. And they almost have overthought everything, over-controlled, over-manifested, over-produced, over, over, over everything because they have done a lot of of self-development and they have got a lot of tools, but then they can't see the wood for the trees. Mm. And I'm finding that within an hour session, We've actually got all of the dots joined. Everything is there because I'm able to bring out all of these tools that they've been gathering over the years and put them into a pattern, into a plan. And suddenly they can see that, 
oh, the relationship's now working, but so is the situation with my work and so is the part-time business I'm setting up and so is my relationships with my girlfriends and so are my health and everything else. Mm. And so that's another way that the layering effect works is that you have it layered, but then if you start feeling like it's been working for me for years and suddenly nothing's working for me, Get into a good counsellor to get you to rejoin all of those dots and pull all those layers together again because it's all there. And then you are going to have a very fast healing and recovery. It's hard to see your own report card of progress, isn't you it? Can't. It's really hard. And sometimes you do need to think back to well, who was I even six months ago, two months ago, three years ago? And then you really go, oh, yeah, she was a different person. That's why yeah. I love in all of my courses there's a lot of um, writing of your current victim story down and, and it's printed. It's like print it out and do the proper writing and keep it in a folder because you go back to that folder and remind yourself of, wow, that was my victim story. I am so far removed from that. Yeah. So my original victim story was that I was an out-of-control HSP. Yeah. You know, I was r- destroying every relationship in my path because I was in full fight mode, not flight mode. I went into fight mode. Yeah. Every time I was being triggered and as I was getting older, my sensitivity was growing and I was being triggered more and more and more. And I look back and think, who is that woman? And yet I very much remember her, Mm. very much. One last thing I want to raise before we close off today is, so I had a client the other day and she said, look, Rebecca, since I last talked to you in our last session a few months ago, I've been doing so much work and I've been seeing this, you know, practitioner and that practitioner where I live and, and it's been great. But it's like things are getting worse with my husband and, like, I just can't stand. It's like things, how come this stuff is still happening? I'm so aware of it now. And da, 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 da. And I said, well, that is the point. The more light you start to shine on seeing your own stuff, the more highly consciously aware, highly sensitive you start to become to your own life, the reality that you've set up, the choices you've made, how your brain works, it does actually start to become quite unbearable in a way. It's that contrast. You're, you're, you're being greatly, uh, dr- your awareness is being greatly drawn to that which is no longer working and that which you're almost starting to quote unquote divorce yourself from, which you want to unentangle yourself from. You don't like the man. You don't like the job. You don't like the girlfriend. You don't like the, 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 the bad behaviors, actions, hobbies, routines that you have. They start to become literally unbearable because on it's actually this is a good thing it's a good sign because it means there's another part of you this is the xy vibration jane and i talk about there's another part of you that's really bolstering boosting boosting up and it's getting more and more self-worth and i don't deserve this and i shouldn't have to put up with this and i don't want that anymore and that doesn't feel good to me anymore that's not high vibrational enough for me now and so all the stuff that's still in your landscape that is not high vibrational you really feel it so you might think it's getting worse it might not be worse it might just be the same it's always been you've just changed the settings on how you view it through your filter the other thing i want to quickly touch on is be kind to yourself because while we've talked about expectations for healings you can go in and come out having gone through the ringer you can go in and if you're bold and brave and you're really wanting a big shift in your life and self-worth and self-love etc then you can have a big big movement happen when that does be kind to yourself nurture yourself be gentle there are times that it is good to not get healings. Yeah. There is times that it's good to no longer read self-development books. I've given myself six-month periods where I've gone, I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm not. I need a break. Yeah. I need to just be. I need to just be me and I need to just be happy and have fun. 
So be kind to yourself too if you find that, you know, you go the other way. Yeah, no, I really, really love that. Um, because what was I going to say then? On, when, pe- when people go in f- for healings, I lost it. Um, it's gone. It just was something the universe doesn't want me to say it. Okay, well, maybe that's a big topic for another day, Beck, because we are actually about to run out of time. So I would suggest that you've had that thought shut down because that's going to be a whole half-hour podcast. There you go. <laughs> I trust that each moment of healing strengthens my wellness. And we trust that you got something out of today. We hope that you did. We hope that you are all having fun, not just listening to our shows, but really doing some of your own investigation, research, looking up practitioners, counsellors in your local areas and experiencing some alternative therapies firsthand yourself and maybe even introducing some family members or children to them as well in gentle healing ways. Um, If you would like to uh, give back to us in any way for any of the advice today, we do have a donate button on our website, which helps us to keep running the show at a really high quality free uh, level. And of course, on our show, we have all of our archives of the other 176 episodes for free with a search bar there. So you can go through, put in any word, and hopefully we have produced an episode on it for you by now that will uh, further assist and guide you. Um, You can ask us direct questions through our Facebook page. Which is facebook.com forward slash love life show. Um, I didn't mention our web address. Our web address is simply www.lovelifeshow.com. And until this time next week, have fun not just listening to the spiritual, you know, podcasts and books and all of that, but really starting to get in the car, go to appointments and put yourselves in the hands of excellent healers and take away any expectation you have about the amazing results which will surely come to you. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening, and it's a beautiful day.